The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to A Gut Feeling, where we discuss the brain-gut connection and how to break free from bloating and chronic inflammation of the gut. I'm your host, Jacqueline Renee, former anxious IBS struggler turned holistic health coach and digestive specialist. Thank you so much for joining me on your healing journey. Hey guys, welcome back. A Gut Feeling with moi. Super excited to be here today. I don't know what it is. I got super crazy amounts of energy today. So I may have to like bring myself back a couple times, but it's a beautiful day and I'm excited to bring you a new five-step series. Okay. So over the next five weeks for five episodes, I'm going to take you through my best five steps to reduce bloat. Now, for some of you who listen to my podcast religiously, first of all, Thank you, mom. (laughs) But second of all, some of this information may be a little bit repetitive. However, the reason I repeat things is because it takes a long time to really build new habits. And for me, over many years, I would revert back and forget everything that I knew, and then I would have to redo it over again or just kind of reintegrate it. So I am repetitive about it because of how important it is in the digestive process. I cannot stress how important it is, especially these five steps. So as we go through these five steps, well, today we're only be going going through the first step, but as I go through them over the next five weeks, you're going to hear a lot of the same information kind of weaved in with each other. The digestive system is extremely complex. There's a lot that goes on. And I always relate it to, you know, those games where you drop the marble at the top and it's like a maze and it has to circle around and go through the chute and up and down and all of that. That's what's happening inside of your body when you just eat like one chip. (laughs) So to understand the digestive process is incredibly important. And not only that, to understand that process and how it relates to why we bloat and why any of this comes up in the first place is the next step of importance. So I'm going to take you through that today. And hopefully this helps kind of, you know, put a light bulb up on top of your head, like why these things are happening to you or how they can happen, even if you're someone who's eating healthy, because at the end of the day, um, a lot of people make healthy changes to reduce bloat and still experience it which is a total bummer. So we are going to work through those steps. Before I jump into how we digest, which is the first place that we're going to go, later today, I'm going to be talking about digestive enzymes. So I want to start with this really quickly because I I think there's a lot of false information out there around digestive enzymes. 
So yes, digestive enzymes, they contain the nutrients or the enzymes that your body makes to break down food, things like proteins and fats and carbs. They are in a capsule form, so it's great. When you take them, it helps for you to break down food, which in turn helps you to digest better, which in turn helps bloat and constipation and gas and diarrhea. Sounds amazing, right? Why isn't everyone on digestive enzymes? However, before we take them, I like to get people sort of up to speed on what your body can do without them so that you know that they're more of like a last resort for you if it's not working in the meantime. And the digestive enzymes, there's a million of them. I mean, there's it's a thousands of dollars corporation of digestive enzymes and so many different products and types and, and different combinations of digestive enzymes out there. So it's important to know which one works for you. The best thing about Thorn, the company that I rep uh, for supplement company, is that they have a digestive enzyme quiz, which is awesome because you can take the quiz and it analyzes your results and spits out the one that's exactly right for you, for your symptoms, for what you're experiencing, whether you're on the diarrhea end or the constipation end, because it's it's not all created equal. Just to take one off the shelf and start taking it doesn't necessarily resolve your issue. I'm going to dig into this more today, but sometimes people are experiencing low acidity. Sometimes people have a hard time digesting fat, sometimes proteins. So it depends on what it is that your body's having a hard time doing and that's how you choose a digestive enzyme. So if you're listening to this now, you can take the quiz. You can find it a couple different places. One, if you're watching on YouTube, you can find the link below the digestive enzyme quiz. You can follow me on Instagram at Jacqueline Renee Wellness, uh, at Jacqueline Renee Wellness Instagram, and you can go to the link in my bio, the digestive enzyme quiz is there. And you can also find it on my website. So check out that digestive enzyme quiz. It's super helpful to understand. Even Thorn alone, the company Thorn alone has, I think, 10 different digestive enzymes, whether you want to be plant-based, whether you have low acidity, all of these things. So really important to take that quiz and decide which one or have them help you decide which one is right for you. Okay. So how do we digest? That's a really important question because if you don't know how we digest, How can you fix your digestion? How can you heal your gut? If you don't know what's going on, all we see is what's going on in the outside, the bloat, the fatigue, these kind of things. But what's going on on the inside? This is what I want to talk about today because there's a whole myriad of things that have to happen from the point of food going in to the point of food going out. All right. So digestion happens in this succession. The first thing is we smell our food, okay? We're making our food or we're gathering it or we're picking it up or whatever it is, but we smell it. That's the first signal to our body that food is coming and we get excited and our salivary glands start to catch up with our smell and the digestive enzymes in our mouth start to release. So we smell and it starts to release salivary glands to break down food. Now, these salivary glands break down food additionally by chewing. Once you start chewing your food and these these, um, secreted enzymes in your mouth and your saliva start to break down your food, this is how food becomes digested. But 
but raise your hand if you are the type of person who doesn't really actually chew your food. Yeah, blink, blink. I bet I got a couple of blank stares on that one because, and, and guilty as charged, 100% guilty as charged because in our modern lifestyle, it's typical to run around, grab food, eat fast, eat at our desk, eat while busy, do all of these different things that do not break down our food because we're not chewing. Now, the recommended amount of times to chew one bite, just one bite, is 25 times. That's the minimum. Some doctors and functional medicine doctors and professionals now are talking, actually, you want to chew like 35, 45 times. Try that. Literally take a bite of something right now. I know you're probably eating while you're listening to this. Take a bite of something right now and try to chew your one bite for 35 bites. I mean, it will cause jaw pain because you haven't done it. However, what you can do is just start to be conscious of chewing your food until it's broken down. The average human probably chews two, three, maybe four times and then swallows the bite whole. Now, I will explain what happens when you have undigested food in your system in a second, because first I'm just going to finish explaining the digestive process. Side note, you can learn all about the digestive process and more if you go all the way back to the beginning of my podcast, uh, beat the bloat, chew on this, all the ones in the beginning, the very beginning episode one, two, and three, you can learn so much more about digestion. So I would recommend listening to those two. Okay, so after you chew your food and it's broken down, it then goes into your esophagus and goes all the way down the esophagus into the stomach. The stomach is like the mixing bowl for digestion. It's where sort of it's, it starts to get liquefied and bounced around with your stomach acid that helps to break down the food even further into what we know as bile. Now, many, many people have low acidity, not enough acid to break down these, this food. So I will talk about that shortly. After the stomach acid starts churning, it breaks down the food. Then there's an additional part of digestion that happens. The liver, the pancreas, and the gallbladder, which are, I like to call, the di destiny's child of digestion, okay? They are responsible for a big part of the show. They secrete more digestive enzymes, help break down fats, sugars, proteins, exude toxins from the body. The liver has the detoxification of the toxins coming out. And what happens from there is all of that is like a big combustion and a combination of breaking down the food, breaking it into bile, all of that. And then it is dumped into the intestines. That whole process takes four hours, okay? So if you're somebody who has digestive issues and you're eating every hour, you're disrupting that digestive process. And that could be stacking food up in your system and causing bloating, okay? So, so far, if you haven't caught on, I've released two little mini tips inside of this description of how we digest the first one is to chew your food more. And the second one is to spread out your meals 
at least three or four hours apart so that when you do, you have allowed the process of digestion to happen. Simple, easy, do it, throw it in. I guarantee you will be less bloated. At least reduce it by 50%. So moving on, now the food is the digested food, if we've done it the right way, goes into our intestines, small intestine, large intestine, and that's where our nutrients are absorbed. However, if there are gut issues and maybe cracks or inflammation or problems in the intestines, we're not absorbing our food as well as we should be. Furthermore, if there are the cracks like leaky gut, you guys have heard me talk about leaky gut many times, that food, whether it's digested or not, can sneak into your bloodstream, which is extremely toxic for your body, extremely toxic. So toxic that when that food hits that bloodstream, boom, you can have an instant stomach pains, diarrhea, constipation, all of these things that come up or bloat because it's chronically allowing something into your bloodstream that is not supposed to be there. Let's say you don't have digestive issues. Your food, digested food, passes through your intestines and comes out the other end, and it should be in good shape. It should look lovely, okay? A little bit ago, I shared the Bristol stool chart on my social media, on my Instagram. You can go ahead over there and, and check that out. And it, it says from type one to type eight, type one to type seven <laughs> of the different types of stools there are. And it also helps you understand reading the chart as to what's going on in your stool. So go ahead and check that out if you're interested to see what your stool should look like. Uh, hint, it should look like type four. So now that we understand the digestive process, we're going to back up and talk about everything that can happen wrong. Now, if you did not chew or smell your food, you've already disrupted the digestive process. There's already going to be bloat. So the first thing you want to do is if you have food, even if it's carry out, even if it's a smoothie you picked up, smell your food. Smell your food, ignite your uh, salivary glands and get your brain to know like food is coming. It's one of the easiest, fastest, simplest ways to get your body to understand digesting more, okay? And the next step is to slow down and chew your food more. If you don't, your food becomes undigested into your system. So now I wanna take you through what happens if undigested food goes into your system, all right? So you guys know how a snake basically eats its food. And I'm sorry, but usually it's a bunny. When a snake eats the bunny, it can swallow it whole and the, the snake's neck expands. If you're watching, I'm, I'm showing you what that looks like. So if you're listening, you can put a visual in your head. The neck expands and the food goes down and it can stretch. Well, our esophagus looks like a snake, but nature did not intend for it to stretch. So the, the um, constant chronic effect of stretching your esophagus with heavy, large, undigested food is of course going to wear away at the lining of the esophagus. And if it does wear away at the lining of the esophagus, most often it can create things like heartburn or you can feel tightness right here in the chest because there's some inflammation going on from undigested food 
constantly chipping away at that esophagus. And that's already happening before it even gets to your gut. Most often, gut issues are not a direct correlation of something that started in your gut. It usually starts somewhere with the esophagus or the stomach lining or the stomach or the liver or the pancreas, the gallbladder. Those systems aren't working correctly and that makes the gut off. And the gut suffers the most because it's what we feel the most, what the, the pain that we feel the most. So you almost have to really, no, not almost, you have to back up and start at the top to understand how digestion should go throughout the process. Now, this undigested food then goes into your stomach and um, the undigested food is sort of, it's toxic, right? There's not enough acid there potentially to break it down. I mentioned that earlier, if you are someone who has low acidity, you may be struggling with heartburn. You think, well, why would I struggle with heartburn if I have low acidity? acidity? You think the opposite. But it's not true. If you have low acidity, your body is going to try to keep pumping more out, creating heartburn because you can't break down your food. And that acid wants to come up because it can't go down. So if you have heartburn, look into low acidity. Definitely send me a message if this is something you're experiencing. Jacqueline at Jacqueline Renee Wellness. Uh, dot com or shoot me a DM because there are many, many, many options for you, specifically digestive enzymes. So if you've gotten this far and your symptoms are this bad, simply chewing your food and slowing down and smelling it may not be enough for you. So you may need additional help. The additional help can come in a form of a digestive enzyme where it increases the acid in your stomach to help break down food faster. Now, I've seen many clients and many people completely change their digestion just from incorporating an acidic digestive enzyme like HCL, hydrochloric acid, to help break down food. And prior to their meal, they would eat it. It helps break down food. And then their, their bloat is gone because the one thing that was preventing them from digesting their food, which is acid, is restored. It's hard to restore it on your own as we age, you know, let's say over age, age 35, I'm right there with you, if you guys are with me, um, that our acid starts to break, our um, ability to produce acid starts to break down. So it's really important to take that to help break those foods down, especially if you do eat meat or things that are higher in, in acidity, which is totally fine. You can do that. So this undigested food is in the stomach. There's potentially not enough acid to break it down. And then undigested food goes into our intestines. Now here's where we have a major problem. When undigested food goes into our intestines, it starts to chip away at this part of your intestines known as the villi. The villi are basically nose-like hairs that protect our connective and muscle tissue that is the lining of the gut. Once these, these hair-like you know, follicles break down or become inflamed, they can't protect your tissue anymore. And if they can't protect your tissue, what do you think happens to your tissue? It stretches, it expands, and it cracks. This is what I was explaining before about leaky gut. This is how it happens. It doesn't happen overnight. Digestive issues do not happen overnight. 
the symptoms can often come up like, oh Lord, this just randomly started and I don't know what's happening. But the effects of whatever's been going on has been happening most likely for months or years. So you can't just overnight fix it because it didn't overnight happen. Now, here's actually a very fun fact about the digestive system is that the intestinal lining is one of the fastest healing tissues in the body. However, it's constantly chronically being pushed with food because we're always eating, right? Everything is about food, of course. (laughs) So if you want to reverse this process, you have to digest your food. You have to break down food. So when it goes in, it's nice and liquidy and broken down. You can absorb your nutrients and it gently moves across your villi and connective tissue. So it's not causing more damage. It's just like if you have a cut on your arm, you fell down and you have this cut on your arm and it starts to scab over. If I keep picking the scab, is it going to heal quickly? No. But if I gently cover it and and coddle it and, you know, give it the love and care it needs, like breaking down the food, it won't chip away at that cut and it will heal faster. Makes sense, right? So if you do not experience low acidity, maybe you don't have heartburn or anything, but you're still having problems digesting, then it's important to look into how you're consuming your food. Make sure that you are doing that process of smelling and chewing because every time you're not, you're doing what I just said, breaking it down, breaking it down, and you're going to have major digestive issues. So if you are a person who chews fast and has digestive issues, please Do this one thing first before you visit any doctor, before you do anything. Just do this first because you will see a huge, huge difference in your digestion once you slow down and you start to create this habit. Now, if you are listening and you're like, you know what, Jack, what the heck? You've been talking about this for years. I've already tried. I'm already chewing more. I'm even on digestive enzymes. Then you need next level healing. Okay. It's potential that we can look into getting you tested for food sensitivities or look and see if there's leaky gut going on, if you need to go into a healing protocol, or even perhaps the um, undigested food has sit in your system for so long that it's created bacteria overgrowth, like candida or other bacteria that can accumulate, or maybe there's even a parasite. So if you've done your due diligence on step one and you've already been chewing, mindfully eating, and maybe even taking digestive enzymes and you can't get anywhere and and you're, you're frustrated, the next step is to link up with me. We will help you. I will help you. We will do this together. Take your healing journey to the next level by either diagnostic testing or looking into what your what we need to change inside of the steps, digestive processes, working through the food you need to potentially change in order to get your gut on track. And if, if you're listening to this, you most likely have digestive issues. If you have digestive issues, I'm gonna go on a limb here and say that you've probably been dealing with them for way too long. And I don't want you to anymore. And you shouldn't want you to anymore either. So if this is the case, what we're going to do is work together to get these issues nipped in the bud once and for all. If you're ready, 
head to my website, JacquelineReneeWellness.com. You can link up with me there. You can email me, Jacqueline at JacquelineReneeWellness.com. On, on the website, you can see more about the tests that I use, KBMO Diagnostics, the food sensitivity test that tests all different types of food sensitivities and can test for leaky gut and candida. So we, we can nip this in the bud. We got it all in one test. We can do it all, all right? I do not want you to suffer or struggle any more than you already have because I know exactly how it feels. I was actually um, out with a friend last night and, you know, he has been working on his healing journey and we both got emotional because we were sharing how deep the journey to healing your gut can really be. It's isolating. It's frustrating. You have to be on certain protocols. And the one thing we both decided that was really, really helpful in our journey was having a coach that helped us through and community being able to connect with that coach and understand that they had been through the same thing and weren't just throwing some random, you know, test at it or um, some random medication that's not working or doing these tests without yielding results. Finding the right people in your healing journey to help you through your digestive process is critical. And it's the reason I literally get on this podcast and wake up every day and do what I do is to be there for you, to get you through to the other side. So please reach out if you're struggling and a friendly reminder at the end of the podcast to chew, chew, chew your food. And if that doesn't work, get on the digestive enzymes, take the quiz and get yourself some enzymes that will help break it down. On the next podcast, we will talk about step two, which is all about your digestive fire. Today, we're talking about digestive juices. Next time, we'll be talking about digestive fire. So I hope you'll join me for that. And don't forget to uh, subscribe and leave a review. If you feel so called to, I would be so grateful. Have a great day, guys. Happy healing. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.